everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to the Hot Take Academy podcast. I am Audrey. And this is with me. No longer doing the ASMR kick. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the, what's the word? The topics of topics, if that makes sense. Because we're going to be unpacking fandoms and fan culture. So yeah. buckle up. And Whitney will give her usual disclaimer. Uh, you know, you know what it is. Don't get in your bag. Don't get in your feelings. Don't project. This is not sixth grade math class, you know? We're just talking about our personal experiences. Stuff that we've been through. We've seen. It's not personal to you. So just listen. And if you can relate good but if you can't relate Period. you can't hate so we could just like get right into it um when and i were discussing how our first experiences when it comes to fan culture or fandom especially on social media was around the age of 13 for each of us um and we've just been mm-hmm. through so many different fandoms <laughs> had so many different experiences um, and all of our points come from our individual um, experiences, especially as Black people within these fandoms um, and fan culture groups. Um, And the first thing that came to mind when we were talking about the problems with fandoms is the overuse of African-American vernacular Ebonics um, in order for them to promote their fave or to address an opinion that they may have. Oh my goodness. Let's get into that. Um, I understand, you know, I've also, I guess, not called somebody out on it, but asked them like, hey, why do you think it's okay Mm -hmm. to talk like that? And they kind of explained to me like, oh, I I learned English Mm. through the internet. Like, nobody formally taught me it. So the way that I speak, like, Stan culture basically taught them yeah. how to speak English. And we're talking about, like, non-Black so, POCs here. Yeah. And white. Non-Black yeah. POCs, white people. Uh, yeah. Um, so, like, I understood that. And it basically promotes the need for Black people within fandoms, like we were at the time, to... Educate, not educate not, them, no, not, not educate them, but exactly, it's not a job to educate them, but to be like, you know, mm-hmm. you shouldn't speak like that because although, like, not call somebody out or attack them, but just say, exactly, you know, because also speak I understand like how like a lot of people learn English through media, um, and the internet. At a certain point, mm-hmm. it's to, it's kind of as if they're putting on a caricature. At certain points, in order for their mm-hmm. opinions to be seen as valid or supreme or the over other people's opinions, and it's at the cost of like creating mm-hmm. an image of what black people sound and look like, especially black women, right? Um, and it also mm-hmm. goes into like they don't only do that, but then they use black imagery in order to um, yep. either argue or pose an opinion, such as like. I remember on Tumblr, every other second you see a white person using a gif of Mimi Meeks. And it's like, there's so much yep. to be said about that, especially with like, we all, if you watch reality TV as much as we do, 
Um, we, you know that Mimi <laughs> is a very loud and proud person in a good way. And it could sometimes be right. her reactions are always used on the internet. And if you have this a white person from freaking Sweden or some shit using the reaction <laughs> photos of a black woman like snapping her fingers or like rolling her neck, what are you really trying to say? Right. And then on top of that, like this is when you get into like, okay, the you weren't trying to be racist maybe mm-hmm. by using AAVE, but this is where you separate the two people, like the racist and like mm-hmm. maybe the just the uneducated. When you see people, like when they're trying to formulate a, I guess, a formal argument on the internet, when they're trying to present a point in an educationary like way, they're adding links and all of these good stuff. How is it that all of a sudden you can type in perfect, like mm. quote unquote, perfect English? Why is there no AAVE thrown in there? Why are there no gifts mm. of black people at the end of it? But when you're arguing or trying to quote unquote throw shade or dish the tea, you're using all this dead ass ain't finna and then capping exactly. it off with a gift of a black woman. And then it's like, when you ask them, how are you using this language that isn't for you? They try to educate you as if you're not the one who created the language. Like there's so many instances like we were talking how like non-black people of color especially like to put on this hat as if like Mm -hmm. they studied Negro history all their life and understand how Negroes speak. (laughs) Um, And they go around trying to educate us about the language that we created in order to have, in order uh, for us to feel seen within our community. And then they're they're here toying mm-hmm. it around like it's just anything. I'm pretty sure if we were to use your native language right. and use it in a way that doesn't align with what it was created for, y'all will be here throwing hissy fists, but y'all are just taking, taking, taking from us and not even using it in the right way. And you're sounding pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. If you big like dumb. Using big dead dumb. Ass in an instance where you shouldn't even be using dead ass. Or it's just whenever I hear non-black folks or white people using cap, I literally feel like my skin is about to melt off my face because it's just like, it don't make it my soul too. Oh my God. No cap. Cap. No cap. I don't know. What is that? Sweetie, so stop, please. Like and then it goes back to your point of the whole overall racism. Because whenever you're a black person Mm -hmm. within any fan group or whatever, you know at some point somebody navigated their trauma by either calling you a nigger on Twitter, right? Yep. We all know at some point somebody hated our skin people or hated, um. A certain type of black person, whether it's African American or people from the Caribbean or people um, from whatever country in Africa, it's like people within these groups always navigate their trauma by being racist, and it just don't make any sense yeah. to me because it's like we like how can you navigate that by damaging us if that makes sense like literally coming at us mm-hmm. using slurs all this stuff 
but then we'll be like, oh, that was me when I was 13, and now I'm a better person, go stream Ariana Grande's Dangerous Woman. Like, what? Like, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. <laughs> and it's like, almost as if they use those stories as like, a follow, mm-hmm. a, like a follow boost. Like, oh yeah, I used to be an ignorant little girl on the internet, but now I'm not. Like, now I'm educated. Like, it's okay. My right? fellow people like, get educated. Matter, my bio. But if you go through my life, you'll see that I follow a lot of like right wing people and conservatives. <laughs> it's the same shit. Because you know, we, we all can coexist. We all can coexist in the same space. Like, just because I follow them doesn't mean I support them. If you are a person who goes around saying you're a centrist during a time like this, suck a dick from the back. But let's go back to what we're talking about. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so it's overuse of AAVE, racism. Um, And the next thing that jumps out is, like, the blind following of their face. Um, and not really calling them out mm. for problematic behavior, which also goes into like fighting for people you don't mm. know. Right. So if you have been a part of a fandom or you have been smarter than the rest of us and just watched <laughs> from the outskirts, you have kind of noticed that people will sometimes, maybe in a situation, quite literally leap off of a building for these people that don't know them even when they've been exposed Mm -hmm. for doing something that's racist or anti-feminist you know all these different kind of I guess and like how the other people say it Mm. political correctness if they've gone against that in any way when they get exposed for that these people will be like trying to negate what they were exposed for by showing all of the good they've done or just outright saying, like, y'all are dumb. Y'all are being exactly. too sensitive. And it's like, I feel as though when it comes to fans, fandoms and, like, fans, there's this fear of just holding the person that you like accountable for their actions, but yet you're expecting, mm-hmm. like, regular people to do that. If that makes sense. Where it's like, celebrities are regular people. And honestly, day by day, celebrity culture is dying, thank God. But they should also be held accountable thank God, for their actions. Like we were speaking about um, before, mm-hmm. we both love Beyonce. We both both love and appreciate the work that she's given to us over the years of her career. But there have been moments where we sat back and realized, what it the does. fuck is Miss Beyonce knows, not Carter, doing? Like, <laughs> what, like, what was she doing when the creative director or whoever was directing the Hymn for the Weekend music video and said, you're going to wear Lord. Indian garb? when that ain't nothing you're supposed to be doing as a black woman and like sis are you are you you didn't tell us it's okay to hold these people accountable because a they're making money so there's always gonna be like that no matter what they do they will still make money off of us and b shit i lost my point (laughs) but what i'm getting at is just um (laughs) they are not like you can't absolve them of the things that they've done because at the end of the day everybody fucks up and makes mistakes 
But if you want to go around standing somebody, you have to realize like they're not going to be perfect all the time. And then it's okay to be like, mm, that this person says something racist, transphobic, homophobic. I'm going to step back a little bit. Or even if you don't want right. to step back. Yeah. Or you even hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's nobody saying that you have to exactly. cancel your face. You know, cancel culture don't okay. work. Cancel culture isn't real. Like, but my thing is, it's like, it's not real. People created this whole cancel culture term as a way to kind of just. As a defense mechanism. Um, yeah invalidate it's like it's almost invalidate that you want yeah. people to have accountability so it's it's turned it on its head and made it like oh well nobody can make any mistakes anymore mm-hmm. nobody's saying that but people are just saying if you fuck up acknowledge that you fucked up and then do better know, we know that's that it if your fame is called out for racism or whatever by next week everybody's gonna forget so why not during the moment where everybody's talking about yeah. it have a moment where you learn acknowledge where you are at fault and then we can see if you've grown out as a person it's not about here crying on the internet being like y'all are trying to cancel me and it's so toxic blah 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 but it's like cancel culture don't work if it did why is 6 9 still a thing if Say it that. did how was R. Kelly Say oh, that. allowed to still have a career during all the shit he was doing oh lord say that the culture does not work because if it did a lot of these celebrities would be very cautious of what they put out there and what they do to other people exactly and another aspect that we also wanted to unpack within fan culture is the creative side of (laughs) of fandoms and fans which are the fan fiction (laughs) Authors, not just writers, authors. Authors. They they need to have authors because because you know they write mm-hmm. so much. Literally. They got a whole catalog like of words. chapters within like one story. Going Crazy. on Wattpad, archive of our own, which if you still yeah. use archive of our own, something's wrong with you. Um Tumblr. You could just take the you could just start this because there's so much to go like to unpack with fan fiction and stay culture. I mean, listen, I know anybody who listens, y'all have either read it, graced it, come into contact with it, or even wrote a little bit Mm -hmm. back in your day of Mm -hmm. fan fiction. So it's not at all a means of like shaming fanfic writers especially like i won't shame you if you write fanfics based off mm-hmm. of characters yes that's the and point. like movies and tv shows like, and like books spin-offs i won't shame you if you write fanfiction off of characters exactly we won't do that because those yes. are fictional so you're just carrying on the train of thought of fiction so i applaud you for making your own little mm-hmm. au of what was going on maybe in the book or movie show whatever the person mm-hmm. is from However, there comes a thing where people want to write fan fiction. Also, like this thing they call headcanons. Like, I guess it's like headcanon is something that's like supposed to be like mm-hmm. true yeah. in fandom. Like, oh, it's it's mm-hmm. true. So if I'm scrolling through somebody's tag, like I don't know Harry Styles, and they're like, "What do you think headcanons?" 
for Harry Styles in bed. <laughs> it's always the nastiest shit. <laughs> Pause. You are writing about this, like, and the shit that they write under the cut. It's like you were writing things as you if know this man. Harry Styles is is your husband, as if this is what y'all will be doing every mm-hmm. night in bed. How are you talking about he sucks right? your toes? And then it's like that is genius. And then they get like kinks and shit, and they're projecting their own Yo. onto like real life people mm-hmm. within these fanfics. Mm-hmm. Like we we were recently exposed to <laughs> let me take a breath of that but it's just a sit well with my spirit still <laughs> even though it's been weeks hell we were hell. exposed to fanfics written about the bootlicker Chris Evans <laughs> and it was a quote unquote daddy slash little girl kink which is when people literally act like kids with their sexual mm. partners which we all knew we all know is mm. rooted in pedophilia period period and it was like the weirdest shit because like, at first the writer was actually pretty good in like drawing you in on what this was about mm-hmm. but then after a certain point you can only take so much of a woman saying daddy with exclamation points every other five seconds and, it got, and it's not even this is a bad word. Like, homegirl in this fanfic was literally sitting at a counter eating her food. <laughs> and in comes Chris Evans saying, Don't swing your legs, you're gonna choke on your food. to laugh because first that don't make no goddamn sense. But second, what's the correlation? It's because of that daddy little girl kink that this writer is projecting onto their writing that he's coming in acting like a father to his sexual partner who's supposed to be acting like a little girl. Disgusting, y'all. Disgusting. Lock them up. Had to pause. Lock them up and be like, "What the fuck am I allowing my eyes to consume right now?" Because what the hell was that? Lock them up. And then we could go into all kinds of our own who allows literally incest, pedophilia themes, all this shit to just run rampant. Mm. But as soon as you go on their website, they begging for money. How? How? They've been begging for money since 1920. And this is the bread and butter of some of these fans and their fan groups. Yep. Literally. Like, I get it's an outlet. Like, sometimes it could be cute or whatever, but, like, these are real-life people. I'm pretty sure if I was famous, I would avoid going on Tumblr and shit because I would not want to see I would... me being described Mm-mm. in positions that don't make sense. Mm. I would not want to see my name attached to any Mm-mm. pedophilia, any incest, any type of... I don't care what you call it, non-con, it's way Exactly. Exactly. That is, that is, for me, like... Everything is disgusting that they're doing, but for you to insinuate that somebody is into non-consensual sex, 
Are you are you are you dumb? Do you know what you are putting out there into the and world? No matter that is no just how many warnings you give before someone clicks on your, your fanfic or when you say like eighteen and older for your fanfic, you really mm-hmm. think that people are gonna oblige by these warnings and stuff? Some people just wanna read to read because they're in the heat of a moment of going through their phase tag or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. So you're here normalizing, especially exactly, young ones, normalizing non-consensual sex through your fanfics. Something's not, something's not clicking. Yeah, something's not clicking. And to go into that young person thing, like when I was getting into fandoms, like early on, thirteen, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, it was kind of in the era when like BDSM was coming up. Like maybe three years into my fandom experience, like Fifty Shades of Grey became a thing. Like when the books mm-hmm. first came out, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, yeah, blah blah blah." And then like all of a sudden, just the idea of missionary became disgusting okay. to people. They were like, "If you're not getting chokes and slapped and spin on and kicked in the stomach, it's not real sex." And I was like, "What the and fuck?" This is what young people is that are true? consuming. And then it's like it reminds me of this post mm-hmm. that I saw recently, where it's like young people on the internet within these fandoms are just navigating the internet no matter how they're doing it. They're being, when they're mm-hmm. exposed to this stuff, they're not allowed to fully grow within like educating themselves about sex at all. They're not allowed to question anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you haven't been spit on like what you just said? Or, oh, you haven't done this or that? It's kind of like, girl, these are kids. What, what, what the fuck is doing? wrong with this, Is this what you want your footprint on the internet to be? You writing non-consensual Chow fanfics and then also I know we said that like when it comes to like fictional characters it's okay but if you one of them motherfuckers mm-hmm. who in real life literally like get off from fictional characters I have to look at you a little bit mm-hmm. a little bit like side eye a little bit listen 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 there's a difference between looking at like Prince Zuko and being like oh that character kind of cute though it's like and you literally being like writing like oh I want this man like, in my guts it's nine o'clock in the morning. Stomach is empty. Why are you tweeting you want this fictional character in your gut, sweetheart? Priorities. It's the cartoon. It's the cartoon. It was never that serious. It's not. How dare you? And on top of that, that's a 16-year-old child. Oh, oh. stop it. And that's something else Stop we need to talk about. How, like, in these fan groups, it's like, the, of course, there's a range of ages of people who could like somebody or whatever. But if you're mm-hmm. past 25 years old mm-hmm. on these pages, acting a fool over people who are much younger than you, somebody mm-hmm. ain't doing the math right because it's not adding <laughs> up. It's not adding up and it's not a good look. Even like some of some of them ones, like I guess they call them fandom moms when you get like thirty and older. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? What the fuck what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you to be like I'm the mother of the Marvel Universe fandom. I'm here to protect these kids. And you're there literally liking headcanons and encouraging them to write all this nasty shit and heinous shit about people. Oh. And then you're doing it yourself. And the ones who are obsessed with those kids from Stranger Things, I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? It's 
it's weird. It's very weird. Which sidebar? I tried to get into that show. It's not. It's not that that entertaining, in my opinion. It's not for me. It it took me literally three times to get to season one. I barely passed two episodes in season one, and I was just like, it's not for me. Yeah, and it's okay to admit that people act as if you, if you don't like this popular pop culture phenomenon, like you don't have taste you don't have and like you don't exist i'm the siren i apologize y'all new york city life hopefully it ain't that bad when you edit it but yeah um shit where were we (laughs) the stranger things being yeah it's like once you reach a certain age, there should be a point where, like, I'm not saying you can't go on Twitter and be like, oh, my God, stream Ariana Grande or stream Megan Thee Stallion's new single or whatever. But it comes to a point where, like, mm-hmm. why are you engaging in in behavior that is meant for people who are younger than you, if that makes sense? Like, why are you arguing mm-hmm. about a number one spot? Like, like, come on. Like, when that whole, like, girl, Tinko versus Savage conversation was happening, it's like, at the end of the day, these people are still going to be successful even if they don't have a number one. So this whole, like, Bad. arguing back and forth of who's better, which is, like, another thing you can get into, how when it, whenever it's a black person, they're always being pitted against another black person and the stands feed into it for free. Yeah. But it's like, at a certain age, it's time to hang it up, delete the blog, and move on with your life. Yeah. That is factual. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with having, like, a Tumblr blog or whatever type of blogging system, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. But at some point, you have to transition it from, I will ride hard and defend Harry Styles to maybe I just want to blog about things in general. Yeah, like maybe I just want to see you know? nice little photos of freaking Italy wishing I was there right now and not having to yeah. deal with this. Maybe I want bullshit called America or some shit. But like you don't have to, it doesn't always have to be like I have to be posting about this person because blah 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 blah. Nah. It was never that serious. I think if you are over a certain age and you are still consumed with celebrity culture or pop culture on on a a level like that, sis, you need Mm -hmm. to reevaluate something. If you have kids and you are still out here writing fan fiction on the Mm -hmm. internet, you need to Mm reevaluate something. And that's not coming from a place of me being shady or me being mean or anything. That's genuine concern. And like what you just said in terms of like, being at a certain age and still latching on to celebrity culture or like holding on to what your face is doing. That's something that has been going on a lot recently, especially during the times that we live in. And it's been concerning because it's like, wait, you're, you're waiting for this one person to tweet something, release something in order to Mm. validate like what you believe in morally or like socially. Mm -hmm. It really takes a celebrity to be like, Oh yeah. um, Looting is okay for you to be like, oh my god, I'm seen, I'm heard. There's something there that needs to be addressed internally, like individually too. And then maybe when you realize Mm -hmm. that these celebrities ain't your friend, ain't never going to be your friend, 
you'll you'll free yourself of that mindset because it, it really they don't care about you. It really holds you back. Because as much as they can say, Yeah, I my fans, I wouldn't be here without my fans. Once they reach a certain like level of success, they they they're fur- the further away they get from your reach. Yeah. And it's just like like you said, why is it taking somebody to tweet about something or make an IG story about something for you to feel validated in a cause or for you to even feel comfortable saying that you support that cause like you're waiting for somebody else to say it and then you can be like oh yeah I'm with that cause like, too. it's very very weird like you're not then you're not with that you're cause not. first and foremost because if you were with it it doesn't matter who else is with it or against mm-hmm. it it's what you mm-hmm. for so you ride for it no matter what but for you to wait and tell your favorite celeb say something Mm. and even when they do say something they're not always going to align with what you believe too because like there could be a whole bunch of celebrities here tweeting oh um black lives matter for example and all that stuff but then they'll be the same ones mm-hmm. to be like but gucci they do nothing for y'all so why y'all looting gucci so it's like at the end of the day they will never be like yep. you in terms of your opinions or where you stand whenever it comes to social issues exactly they will always protect their pockets first before mm-hmm. they come and be like um let me stand in line with what my fans are saying like right just realize that and then you free your mind free your mind i feel like we're like dr umar to right now. your mind <laughs> the colonize <laughs> All it takes is just a little bit of, of white brainwashing for the cool chip to be activated. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, though. And then also, like, to kind of just wrap this up in a nice bow, half of these celebs don't care. Oh, okay? Say that but one more time. It's because one more time, please. Half of these celebs don't care. Yeah. And you know why? I'm going to say that because it's because of people like you who want them to say something to validate your cause mm-hmm. like that's the only reason they mm-hmm. do it because they know if they don't do it it's going to look yeah. bad publicly relation like in terms of PR it's going to look bad for them if they don't say anything during exactly. this time so half of them are just sending drafts and their notes to their PR person to make sure it looks good for them to send it back and be like okay you can post this exactly. version and that's all they're doing I guess the way I want to just like like wrap this up too is like Fan culture and fandoms can bring a sense of community and make you feel seen, um, especially, like, if you Definitely. are like us and have experienced things through life and, like, grew up on the internet, it, you find your community, you mm-hmm. feel like, I mean, that's how Whitney and I met, was through these fans yeah. on the internet. But We showed it. it. But it's, it's, like, there comes a point where you have to realize that the culture within certain fan groups are just toxic and terrible. Mm-hmm. And that yep. it won't be taken seriously until some some people do the work of like navigating their trauma, navigating why they act mm-hmm. the way they act, and then maybe changing the way they interact with people on the internet because certain fan groups or certain people within these fan groups are just like y'all terrible people <laughs> and need to get a hobby. Awful. Need to need to do something because if you continue to act like this on the internet, I can only imagine how you are in real life. Unbearable. And as a matter of fact, you probably don't speak in real life. You don't say a word. You sit in the corner with your ooh. Literally one of those people who when you walk into school or wherever you're walking into 
and you're like, everybody hates me. Oh my god. And everybody's literally saying, Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> you know those people? <laughs> yeah. Like, or not even though like everybody hates me, but then like nobody even acknowledges your presence. Mm. So how could somebody hate you? Mm. They don't even care that you're there. Mm. But you know what? <laughs> I will say sort of make the internet world go around with their memes yeah. and their hot takes. And this yeah. is why we were able to have this episode because if they weren't giving us the material, we wouldn't have anything to critique. <laughs> um, exactly. So I guess we could, we could say like fans make the world go around a little bit, but at what cost? They do. <laughs> they serve their purpose. They do. Like I say, you know, it's, it's good for a certain age group to be heavily involved in the fandom. But once you get a certain age, you need to realize, is this what I want to be doing? But I should be cutting checks to make sure my light stays on. Ooh. Food's on my table. My bills are paid. My rent, my mortgage. Like, it's come on, spending honey. your last dime on merch. Come on, honey. Come on. Like, you got to make the big girl decision. Priorities. Well, yeah. Thank you. If y'all sat through this whole thing and was able to still listen with all the I got going on in the background in terms of noise. I appreciate it. We appreciate <laughs> it. Um, we so the black people listening, I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves during these times. Please. Um, and yeah, any final words, Miss Whitney? Um, whew. um, fandoms inherently, you're not a bad thing. People in fandoms inherently, you're not bad. But some of y'all just need to, as Audrey says, hang it up. Laugh, laugh, scream. <laughs> All right, y'all. Bye.